Hey everybody, it's Father Edward Looney, the host of How They Love Mary. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how we celebrate the feast days of Mary and the saints. And I know one way that you can celebrate. You can wear socks from Sock Religious. If there's a feast day of Our Lady, well, wear one of her socks. Wear the Our Lady of Guadalupe or the Our Lady of Grace sock. Is it the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary? Wear the rosary socks that they have available. For myself, I know that I wear St. Anthony on Tuesdays because when I was a student at Mundelein Seminary, I would go to Marytown and they would honor St. Anthony on Tuesdays. I wear my St. Joseph socks on Wednesdays and my Mary socks on Saturdays. I am living liturgically throughout the year by wearing socks from Sock Religious, and you can get your pair by finding the link in the show notes and helping to support the podcast. Now, on with today's show. Hello, I'm Father Edward Looney, and you are listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. When I was a young boy, my grandmother subscribed to a Book of the Month club, and this was a secular book, but there was also a Catholic book club as well, and so these books would come every month into the home. She would read these books. There have been other subscription services that I have subscribed to. For example, for a long time, I did HelloFresh or Blue Apron as I kind of crafted my culinary skill. And so now there is a Catholic feast day box that will help us as Catholics to live liturgically throughout the year. And I am very happy to invite today John Hart onto the show. He is a husband and father of three, a Kansas City native, and he is the founder of Feast Day. And he's going to share with us the inspiration behind the subscription service and what he has to offer us to help us celebrate the many different saints and feasts in our church. So welcome, John. Hi. Thank you, Father. Well, Good to be here. It's great to have you. And, you know, I'll just share with you how I happened upon you. Uh, one of my friends in Catholic media is a person named Liv Harrison. And Liv just randomly one day said, you know, I've always wanted to celebrate the feast days and I just, you know, didn't know how. And I found this feast day subscription service. And so she shared a link to it. And I, I looked at it and I said, well, that looks really cool. And, you know, Liv was very, you know, open saying, I'm not getting any kickback for this. I'm just sharing this because I think it can enrich your life. And so that's what we're doing today because I found it. You were very gracious enough to send me a complimentary box. I'm going to subscribe here as well so that I can celebrate throughout the year and uh, really share some of these traditions. And as I opened my own box, there were things I never knew. And so you're helping me celebrate feast days in new ways and also with a new understanding of different traditions that we have. So 
Maybe the very first thing I want to know is what inspired you? You know, you're a husband and father of three. I'm kind of guessing maybe this was inspired by your own family life, how you celebrated with your wife and kids. But what prompted you to say, I'm going to start a company that's going to send boxes to people of food and religious objects? Yeah, so it uh, it definitely does relate to family and and uh, not just family I have now, but thinking back to you know growing up, and um, you know I I grew up in kind of a Slovenian Croatian neighborhood in Kansas City, so you know there were a lot of things that we did. It just involved the the church, you know, and and as we got older, things you know. They don't always happen at the parish like like they did when I was I was growing up, and uh, it was one day looking through a Slovenian cookbook, I saw Saint Martin's goose, and I thought they have a goose. They have a recipe specifically for the feast of Saint Martin, and as I started in, you know investigating and looking at the way different you know different countries have celebrated uh, saints that you know maybe I didn't know much about. But, you know, they were just, they were huge there. Uh, I thought there should really be uh, some way to, to bring these foods that we have never heard of, uh, celebrating these saints that we maybe know a little about or maybe don't know anything about at all, uh, into our home. It, it should just be uh, easier for us to do that. Well, how do you find some of these traditions? So in the month of September, for example, we're going to be celebrating St. Gregory the Great. By the time this episode airs, actually, we'll have already celebrated St. Gregory the Great. But one of the things you share about him is that legend has it that on the Feast of St. Mark, Pope St. Gregory the Great became overwhelmed with a craving for cherries. A servant wandering through the garden was visited by St. Mark, who blessed him with one cherry tree to produce early. The cherries were taken to St. Gregory, and a tradition continues of popes enjoying a bowl of cherries on the Feast of St. Mark. So maybe on St. Gregory the Great's day, you're suggesting we have some sort of cherries in honor of this craving that he had on the Feast of St. Mark. But this isn't a common story. You don't read this in yeah. the biography of one of the, uh, of St. Gregory the Great. So how did you discover, for example, yeah. that story or some of the other great stories as well? You know, a lot of internet research uh, uh, goes into it. And fortunately, I mean, we, we are uh, at a time where just the idea of living more liturgically is, is springing up. So it is easy to find some of, some of these things. Um, a lot of homeschooling parents make this part of like their religious education. So you find their blogs and they have a lot of great ideas. Um, you know, that it's really not tradition to have that on St. Gregory the Great's day. It's, uh, it's more to have that on St. Mark's day. But as people have started living more liturgically more recently, it's like, that's become a, a popular option, you know. And uh, I know that you're interested in, uh, in uh, the nativity of Mary coming up, you know. And, and to my knowledge, there isn't a, any place where there's a particular tradition for that. But one of the things that's been popular here lately is, of course, birthday cake, you know, for the, for the nativity of, of Mary. So, I, uh, so just a lot of Internet research, finding some of these, these blogs is a big help. 
Here's an interesting thing about the Blessed Virgin Mary's nativity. And I would have to do a little research myself, but I live 20 minutes from Wisconsin's apparition in Champion. And so I've written a lot about the apparition and so forth. And every year on the feast of Mary's birthday, her nativity, they have a blessing of the grapes or a blessing, I think of grapes, not just wine, but of the grapes that will be produced into wine. And so some of the local wineries, we have several in the area, will bring their grapes and there will be this blessing of the grapes. So somehow there's a blessing of the grapes yeah. associated with the Nativity of Mary, just to give you a little hat tip maybe of uh, <clears throat> something that I've discovered. And I, I haven't read it. I haven't researched it. But it seems like there's a reason why the Shrine and Champion, the National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help, does this. But yeah, so how do you celebrate the feast day of the Blessed Mother? as you bring up. I, I love the idea of a birthday cake. In fact, I think yeah. last year on social media, I, I did a little show where I made a birthday cake and shared that with some people that came over. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think too, we can do this in a spiritual sense that not only can we do so with our belly, uh, but we yeah. can do so with our soul. And so we honor Mary hopefully by praying the rosary that day, maybe visiting one of her Marian shrines or going to your church and just visiting the little altar or the devotional area to the Blessed Mother. Maybe it's lighting a candle before the statue of the Blessed Mother. We think of birthdays and how we have birthday candles. So maybe you go and you light a votive candle in honor of our Blessed Mother on her birthday. These are just a few of the ways that I've kind of thought of that we can honor her birth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I uh, like that you bring that up. You know, we, we su supply a lot of food, and the, the goal is the food brings the family together, you know, but while you're doing that, you also get to have that conversation. You, you know, why are you doing this? Uh, you get to bring prayer into it more. And, um, you know, a lot of uh, one of the things I always mention when people ask how do they start uh, celebrating more feast, you know, you're not going to have a huge meal for everyone. I mean, that's just, that's not practical, but you know, sometimes, you know, just prayer is enough, you know? So I always think that, uh, you know, starting, uh, the liturgy of the hours is a great way to bring the feast into your, into your life more because you're, you're gonna, you're gonna hit all of them. That's, that's on the church calendar. If you're doing that every day. And you do bring out that prayerful aspect as well, especially in this September box that I received. There's a little prayer card, a pro-life prayer to Our Lady of Sorrows. And so, you know, we have the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows after the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. And so these twin feast days, and, and we can ask Our Lady, who is sorrowful over the fact of abortion and the taking of human life, we can ask her prayers then, and you're inviting us on that day, really, by supplying that prayer card uh, to do just that. So you do emphasize the spiritual, and I love the idea of the food, as you mentioned, how you provide us with these options. And you can't do it every day. And I think we can look to the monasteries in the church and we can see how Benedictines or Franciscans or whoever, Carmelites, how they over the years have observed feast days that 
when it's someone's name day in religion, like, you know, if it's Sister Claire of the Sacred Heart, well, on the Feast of St. Clair, well, then they're going to do something special for that religious sister. If you have a, a solemnity in the church, uh, one of the great feasts of Jesus, like the Feast of the Sacred Heart, well, the religious order might have a bigger meal. You know, typically on Fridays, people might abstain from meat all year round, but on that Friday, they're going to feast. They're going to have a meat-based meal. So yeah. the monasteries really give us a great example of how to live liturgically. And so that's really what we're becoming in our homes, a little domestic church, a little domestic monastery, instilling this gift of prayer and a life of, of God and holiness within the family. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, looking back at how, how um, other cultures have done it over, over the years and how they've, they've built theirs, uh, if, if they don't celebrate all of the biggest saints, you know, it seems to be kind of spread out. You, you kind of celebrate it when you need it. And I, I noticed that the same thing happens in the home as you start trying to celebrate more feast. Uh, they're going to be the ones that you come back to every year. You know, the, the traditions form themselves. And so uh, you, you kind of find that God uh, kind of inspires you, uh, when, when you need it. So, you know, September, uh, you know, it seems like your faith is a little, is a little dry or something. All of a sudden you start celebrating the feast of St. Michael and you kind of return to it every year because, you know, you, you just don't have a lot else going on and, and, uh, that gets you to, to Advent and Christmas. And, and so you find that it, it, it will naturally kind of fill the holes in the year where maybe you have, have a gap. Another way that we celebrate some of these saints, especially once we identify them, is we might look up a novena. We might pray nine days asking that saint to pray for us. If you're going to say, I want to celebrate, as you said, St. Michael, well, maybe I'm mm -hmm. going to pray the St. Michael novena. I'm going to pray the St. Michael prayer every day for nine days. I'm going to pray the St. Michael chaplet. Like, there are lots of different ways that we can invoke the intercession of St. Michael uh, leading up to that feast day. Or you look up the litany of one of these saints. Maybe uh, there is a litany to, uh, for example, in October, we'll have St. Therese of Lisieux. And so you could pray the litany of St. Therese of Lisieux, looking at all these different little titles and monikers that we have for St. Therese and asking her powerful prayers, because we know she is a powerful intercessor, obtaining some of these roses that people uh, pray for. So uh, there are lots of ways that we can live liturgically. So if someone wants to do this, of course, you provide a way in which they can. You give them mm -hmm. a few saints that they can observe and celebrate. But let's say I'm just a common Joe. How do I find the saint feast days? Now, as a pastor, I know that we give out a free calendar. We have three sponsors that 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 sponsor the calendar, and our parishioners take it home. And I know that some of them, you know, they use it. They write important dates or events on the on this mm -hmm. calendar, and but on that calendar, it has some of those saints. It has the feast days. For example, on September 3rd, it has St. Gregory the Great. It'll tell you that it's a white day, that the priest will wear white. It might tell you it's a memorial, for example. So what are other ways that individuals uh, can discover if they don't have a calendar like that? How can they find out what saints are celebrated and when they're celebrated? 
you know, if you go to uh, Catholic culture uh, and pull up their liturgical calendar, they they uh, give you, you know, the, the saint day that it is, but they also give you some explanation. They give you prayers that you can say and uh, possible um, uh, recipes that you can use to, to make some food. So they, they have a, a lot there that, uh, that uh, will get you started for sure. And that would be catholicculture.org. That would be a way that you can find some of these saint days. And then we have to choose which ones we're going to celebrate. So yeah. you read the life of the saint maybe on that specific day, or maybe you say, well, in my family, we have these different names. And so let's celebrate the name day. Let's celebrate the saint of this person. If you have a child named Benedict, you're going to celebrate St. Benedict's feast day on July 11th. And you're going to try to figure out how to do that. You're going to have kind of the celebration as a family. Maybe that's one way you choose uh, how to celebrate a saint. Maybe you let your kids look at the calendar and say, which saint do you want to celebrate this month? And uh, yeah. this is a way that we can begin to share the stories and the lives of these holy men and women. Definitely. I think it doesn't hurt to to try and bundle some of the the feast days. You know, you think uh, a lot of the ways we celebrate uh, feast in December, it kind of you know it starts leading into Christmas. You know, and there's other uh, in, in Brazil they kind of celebrate Saint Anthony, uh, Saint John the Baptist, and Saint uh, Saints Peter and Paul, kind of all in once with one festival. You know, so. Uh, I think as you get into like the end of September and October, where you have St. Michael, St. Teresa, St. Francis all at once, just kind of combine them, you know, and, and kind of, you know, eat a lot of the fall foods. A lot of us love the, the, the pumpkin spice and the, all that that starts coming out. Doing that and kind of combining that with prayer, hitting church a little bit more often during that time to, to honor those saints is a, is a great way to do it. And then you don't feel overwhelmed trying to do something for each individual day. Well, tell me, what's your favorite saint? What saint or feast day in the church do you look forward to celebrating the most yourself? You know, it's really uh, become the feast of St. Michael. You know, we, I mean, it is my confirmation saint. And for, you know, the longest time, uh, I didn't do anything. You know, I, I couldn't have even told you when, when the feast day was. And, but then, uh, like you, just kind of as time goes by, I started looking up the novena. And then looking up the litany, you know, and, and I, I, uh, I agree with that. You know, find, you can find a little book with, of just litanies, and you get to know the saints so well through saying the litanies. So that was a big help. And then, and then when we discovered the tradition of having goose on, on that day and, and blackberries and stuff like that, it's, it's started out as a small thing that's, uh, you know, has been getting bigger and bigger every year. So what you do with Feast Day, and the website for Feast Day is feastday.co, one of the things you do is you set, people can subscribe, they can get this box, and I got my little box, and you gave a little burlap sack that had everything in it, it was kind of cute, and um, there were all these items in there. Now, what does a person, so let's say someone has a gluten allergy. Now, some of the things you sent this month probably have gluten in it. So that would yeah. probably disqualify them from the subscription-based service. Or do you have a way in which you service people with allergies? 
at the time we we don't uh, right now that's um i i would recommend um looking at uh um at the blog uh carrots for michael uh, carrots for michaelness um i know that she focuses a lot on on allergies um because right now we're we're at the mercy of uh, matching the tradition with the packaged food that's available, sure. and you know, a lot of things that co- come uh, get imported from from uh, Europe and and Mexico, you know, to because they're foods that we don't particularly have here. Uh, we we're kind of uh, at the mercy of what's what's available, and and how do we meet the the tradition the the most. Um, so definitely gluten allergies and nut allergies. Um, unfortunately, you know, the, it's going to show up in the box. And so, uh, I would say that if, if you have one of those, look for the foods that we just have available online all the time. You can see what you're getting and you can pick and choose, email us if you have questions. Um, but, uh, yeah, the subscription box right now, we, we don't have a way to, to tailor it to um, specific allergies. And I was remarking to you before we start recording that I just really value the fact that you're not saying here I am and I have all of this secret information. You have to subscribe in order to get it. But you're saying I have something and you maybe want to participate in this box service, but let me tell you what it is that you can do. And so you make it available there really for free in that sense. So uh, one of the things I found, and I'm probably going to send this link to my bookkeeper or to my people that make the uh, bulletin for the parish, but you have on your website bulletin feast day tips. And so you give me the date. So the next bulletin that we will be publishing will be the bulletin for September 12th. That's before the Feast of the Holy Cross. And so I could put in the exaltation of the Holy Cross is beautifully celebrating the Holy Land. Like all celebrations, lots of good food is served. Enjoying hummus or baklava with your dinner on September 14th will bring some of those flavors home. But what is most impressive is the tradition of topping homes with a glowing cross. You might not be able to put a cross on top of your roof this week, but what about hanging one on the outside of your door during the week we celebrate the Feast of the Cross? So there you have it. You've told me how I could celebrate. I can go to the store and I can buy hummus. I can have hummus on that day. I could maybe learn how to make baklava. That's going to be a complicated process, but but maybe I could make it. Or you've given me simple ways there right on the website uh, to celebrate the exaltation of the Holy Cross. Or going back to St. Gregory, you share about the cherries there. So then you're inspiring. So if I have a gluten allergy, well, okay, then I'm going to make a cherry pie today with my gluten-free cross or a cherry tour, and you're going to tailor it, but you've given the inspiration of how to celebrate. Even if you can't participate in the subscription service, you can definitely find some tips on the website, feastday.co. So I just really love that and and really applaud you for making that available. Thank you. Yeah, we, and we just want to see more people celebrating. It seems like people are, are hungry for it. And I, I like that you you brought up the, the exaltation of the cross. You know, we talk a lot about food. But, uh, you know, there are things that, that are not food-based that you could do, the traditions. And uh, I recommend uh, everybody just go and Google 
exaltation across the Holy Land. And look at pictures of when they put these crosses on their, their house. If there's any feast that we need uh, to celebrate more in America, it's the exaltation of the cross, and we need to do it the way they do it in the Holy Land. It is, it's beautiful. Yeah, most definitely. We've been talking a lot about September because that's the box I've gotten. We've talked about Gregory the Great. We're celebrating St. Janario or St. Januarius, and that's go go on the website, learn a little bit about that. Have some pizza that day, Italian saint, get some pizza. And then uh, St. Michael, you've told us how to celebrate St. Michael as well. But October is coming up. You know, it's the next month. Yeah. And I already know you've published on Instagram. And you have a great Instagram page. And I really encourage people to follow you on Instagram. Feast Day Boxes is your username over there on Instagram. And it, you, you really put out great content uh, there telling us, you know, for example, how to reignite the spirit. You know, you're telling people how to to really fan that fire of flame alive in their heart. You give lessons on different feast days, three lessons from St. Augustine, for example. But I think you published, you did, October. You're going to celebrate St. Teresa, St. Francis, mm -hmm. and Our Lady of the Rosary. I'm just curious, yeah. what are you recommending for St. Therese of Lisieux? Uh, so St. Uh, Lorenz, you know, is, uh, uh, this is another one that as far as I know, there isn't a specific tradition, but with her, you're, you're, you're getting into fall and the flavors that they have over there are much different than here. You know, here we're, we're kind of pumpkin spice as everybody's after that. Uh, in France and, and Italy and in Spain, you start getting, uh, uh, people on the street, uh, vendors selling chestnuts, you know, and they start roasting the chestnuts. So I recommend that. Um, you find a lot of uh, just rose flavored candy. So again, this is, this is, you know, not so much tradition, but, you know, with, with her being so connected to, to the rose, you know, finding some, some rose uh, flavored candy is a great option. Um, so I think those are my, those are my main recommendations is just look at some, some French food, maybe add some chestnuts, maybe look at some, some, uh, rose flavored candy. And how about, I'm curious too, of course, being a merry podcast, how about our lady of the rosary? What are you recommending for October 7th? So her, that one, uh, similar to St. Therese, find some, some rose flavored candy, right? That, that's, uh, not to give a hint as to what might be coming in the box, but uh, that that's one of our recommendations. And also, you know, uh, the the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. Now, 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 I'm going off the top of my head, so you might have to correct. This is uh, started as Our Lady of Victory, right? Correct. Yep. And, and, uh, and so that is really popular in Poland. So if you're, if you're wanting something different, maybe a little Polish food that day. Sure, definitely. So those are some ways that we can celebrate these October feast days. And, you know, I just love it, the fact that there's a feast of Our Lady that you're celebrating there as well. So 
uh, lots that you offer. Now, not only do you offer the subscription service, but I've seen that you have pint glasses. You know, of course, Catholics love their beer and monks have made beer for centuries. There's an abbey in Belgium called Leff that has made a beer since like the 1200s, I think. So yeah. you, you have pint glasses available. What else can people get as they shop yeah. your online store? So definitely our most popular item is is the high mass candle. And it's it's a candle it's made to smell like church. So it you know it smells like church incense. There's a touch of a lavender in there so that while you're whether you're in a, a big room in the house or a small room, it doesn't get too overwhelming. Um but that that's been our our biggest hit and and of course we we were selling uh, a version before the pandemic but then when everybody was stuck watching virtual mass it uh you know it, it really took off then and uh and customers have kept coming back because they like having it while they say the rosary at home with their family and uh we find that it helps people focus you know when you when you pull more senses into prayer you know it it helps you just kind of push the the rest of the day away and help you focus i'm looking at some of the products you offer you have an all-purpose seasoning that you recommend and you have some belgian waffles as well or french crepes uh crepes as well so there are, what what would be the occasion that someone would make a belgian waffle i live in brussels wisconsin the largest u.s settlement of belgian immigrants back from the 1850s settled here why would someone make a Belgian waffle? Well, uh, so the the waffles we sent in uh, in our March box for um, for the Annunciation. That's that's kind of in uh, Switzerland. That's the you know they they call it Waffle Day, uh, and so that's why that's why we started selling. But we uh, uh, we we bought extra of that product with just the idea of of kind of helping people on Sundays, you know, that's, that's one thing we haven't mentioned is just, just spending some family time on Sundays, having the big brunch, having the big dinner is, uh, is a great way to, to, um, you know, start living more liturgically. And so, so foods that we've come across that we think might just help with that particular day or, um, or just kind of random feasts that you might want to celebrate, you know, even if it's not traditional or something, you have something special to do it. Yeah, I love that you brought out the Sunday factor. So we can celebrate the saints, and that's great, but Sunday is very important. It's the day in which we remember every week that the Lord rose from the dead on Sunday, that we have this promise of eternal life. It's the precept to keep holy the Lord's day. And so, you know, the Sabbath traditionally on Saturday in the Jewish culture, transformed by the resurrection to be on Sunday. And maybe that's the first step. Before anybody starts celebrating any of the saints, start making Sunday sanctified and holy again in your family and in your life. That is yeah. a great recommendation. I can't uh, endorse that highly enough, that we need to reclaim Sunday as a day for family, a day for you know food with family and uh, recreation. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, how are you gonna how are you gonna catch these Saints days that uh, that come up? You know, if you can't if you can't prepare yourself for Sunday every day or every week. 
And one of the things I'd like to bring out too is that, you know, we call this website feastday.co is the website, feast day subscription box. You're offering us ways that we can celebrate the saints. And in the church, we have kind of this gradation. So we have solemnities, which are the high holy days. And so every Sunday is a solemnity. The feasts of Jesus are a solemnity. Some of the feasts of Mary, like the Assumption or the Immaculate Conception, those are solemnities. We go all out those days. We have lots of music. We sing the Gloria. We recite the Creed. That's a solemnity. Then you have a feast day, which is kind of, this is a very important day. It's not as solemn, but here's a feast day. Then you have an memorial where everybody in the church is celebrating today this saint. St. Francis of Assisi is a required memorial in the church. But then you have optional memorials as well. And so those are ones that the, the priest will choose. Well, I will celebrate Mass today for this optional memorial. And uh, I, I typically choose it because I believe that we need the prayers of the saints and we should ask them to pray for us. And, and uh, it's a great way to honor them and to tell their stories. So I believe in the optional memorial. So those are kind of the different gradations. But Sunday, as you mentioned, a day that we need to reclaim and then we begin celebrating the saints, the memorials, the feast days of these saints. What a great work you're doing, John. I uh, really support it and uh, hope that other people will learn more about you, follow you on social media, maybe subscribe to the box, and to begin living liturgically. That's the goal here. So thanks so much for joining me today, John, uh, for How They Love Mary. Thank you. It's great being here. And maybe just uh, as a way to close, uh, I know I've shared the link a few times, feastday.co, but any other ways that people can get in touch with you, follow you, Instagram is one way, other other possibilities? Yeah, we, we are on Facebook as well, same handle, Feast Day Boxes, um, but, uh, but definitely go into the website. Uh, you can, you know, if you need to send us an email, if you, if you want tips, anything, you can uh, you can contact us through the website, and um, and yeah, we'll we'll give you we'll give you some advice. We'll help any way we can. Well, wonderful. So that's feastday.co. It's your help to begin living your life with your family in a bit more liturgical way, celebrating the great saints that the church offers us each and every month. And so this month, I'll be celebrating St. Gregory the Great, St. Januarius, and St. Michael. And I hope that maybe you too will join them in celebrating many of these saints. Thanks for listening today to How They Love Mary.